0: Is there anything that you're playing right now, Mike? That like,
1: <clears throat> so you are you an Evercade guy at all?
0: Evercade
1: is that mm-hmm. the um?
0: Oh shit! Is that the the the? I can't think of the word emulator.
1: Sort of. Um, it's so it's a console. It started as a handheld that came out in 2020 or so, mm-hmm. and um, it's a handheld system that uses cartridges.
0: Is this this isn't the um? Soldier Boy 1, right?
1: No, no, no. Nothing I mean, like just, this I'm is kidding. legitimate. Yeah, no, no, this is a legitimate thing. They put out a handheld console. Um I want to say it came out in 2020, but they were doing pre-orders prior to that. Okay. And a lot of people including myself were sort of apprehensive about it cuz it seems like a novelty to put out something that uses cartridges today. Yeah, yeah. Um it took off though. It did really well. There are multiple iterations of it now including an actual like console not just a couple of different handhelds and an actual console that all use these Evercade cartridges. And they're, they're going strong. They have hundreds of games out for it now. Um, mostly classic games. And what's cool about it is their cartridges are collections. So it's not just like one game on a cartridge typically. Yeah. Um, it a lot of their early stuff was like retro games. So you get like 10 or 20 games on each cartridge. Um, hmm. Now they're doing like new games, but from smaller publishers. That's really um, cool yeah and so a lot of the smaller games some of which might have only been released on you know xbox live or playstation network and stuff like that are now getting physical cartridge releases for their evergate editions so that's really cool for the for people who are collectors and things like that but i've been a fan of theirs for a while they just um did a two-volume duke nukem collection oh wow and that's, I just got it on Friday. So on my road trip to the mega church that I went to <laughs> still, it's weird to say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what I took with me. It came on Friday before I left. So I, I took both cartridges in my handheld Evercade and I've just been playing Duke Nukem nonstop for the past few days. What's cool about it. Um, it has, it's a good mix of the computer and console games, but it's actually, um, So the most people think of Duke Nukem 3D as their because that's for most people is their introduction to the series. That was actually the third game in the series, though. There were two platformer games before that that were released for PCs. I'm looking
0: at the I'm looking at the collection now and I was like, holy shit, I've never played the first two Duke Nukem games. Well, that's cool.
1: Yeah, what's cool about this is one and two are are fully remastered. That's amazing. And they're in widescreen now and they have you know more colors and effects and things in them. And that's only available on Evergate, the remastered versions. Wow. So while a lot of these games you can get on different collections or get it through Steam or Xbox Live or PlayStation Network, the remastered editions you can only get on the Evergate collection.
0: Yeah. And you're yeah, you're not gonna get the, the treatment because they they're they're doing the treatment and they like, yeah. I, I, I see what you're saying.
1: Yeah, and it's it's cool, too, because you can actually switch. So I remember playing those on DOS on a, on a gateway computer in the mid-90s, Damn. and um, you can actually toggle back and forth, which you can on a lot of the newer remasters now. You can toggle back and forth from the original game to the remaster, mm-hmm. and it is insane, the difference. Like, not just a graphics upgrade, like some newer games will get remastered, and they're maybe only five years old or whatever. Right it's an insane difference (laughs) between the two. It's still recognizable. Like they didn't overhaul it to the point where it looks like a modern game. It's still, you know, retro looking game, but how much they actually changed from, you know, just the way that it scrolls to different parallax elements in the background, more colors and sprites and things. It's a huge difference. Even playing on a handheld system. um, And even with their handhelds, you can actually in a, a Nintendo switch like way you mm-hmm. can attach the handheld to a TV and basically use the handheld as a controller and play it on your TV. And then there's also standalone consoles. So I was on the road, so I didn't get a chance to do that, but I'm looking forward to playing this on the TV and seeing how it looks on there.
0: That's, I mean, I, again, I've never heard of them and I knew that there were like consoles, like popping up here and there, like the soldier boy one. <laughs> but um, I think it's amazing. And I think it like, it reminds me of, um, there's a YouTuber out there. Like his name is the completionist. Um, He did a thing where he, he Nintendo announced they were shutting down the e-shop for um, the 3ds. And so he went and he like bought all of these micro SD cards and downloaded every 3ds game possible before the shop shut down. Because, like once that shop shut down, like there was Nintendo wasn't going to support it anymore. And like the, the only way that like he's, he felt like he's like, I, I think I'm going to be the only person that like does this, or maybe probably not even cares about this because <clears throat> excuse me, the people who made the games are going to care about this. But like um if, if this gets shut down and nobody saves these games, like they're lost, they're gone forever. They just go out into the, e- they're, they're, they're gone. Goodbye. Um, and i think that like i don't know There, there's people like to shit on emulation and like oh it's like stealing a game it's like well no it's it's preserving a game because it's yeah. like you know if these didn't exist out here in a digital space and people weren't playing them or didn't want to play them then they would just stop existing except for like you know the physical cartridges and not everybody wants i mean i like collecting physical video games to an extent but i at some point i run you run out of room
1: <laughs> yeah you know and that's very much like, and I'm the same way. So I, I'm super into retro games and I do have a lot of cartridges, but there's, there's space limitations always on things yeah. like that. So the Evercade cartridges, I don't mind collecting. I don't have all of them. I know there's people out there already have their hundred and some odd cartridges or whatever they have. Um, I don't have that. I probably have about 15 of them. Um, but the, it is really nice stuff, and I I see the appeal of it, and this is why I also have to stop myself from going too far down that rabbit hole because the cartridge, the the whole package and presentation of their stuff is really nice. Yeah. They come in nice cases, they come with nice manuals. Oftentimes, they come with posters and comics and stickers and all kinds of other stuff, and they're all reasonably priced. Most of the games at launch are twenty bucks. For our that's cartridge. pretty good. That's pretty good for everything that it comes with. The most expensive one actually just came out. And I think it's the only one that's priced similar to like, you know, top of the line systems like Xbox and all. Um, There's a game called Full Void, Mm -hmm. which I was actually going to get on Steam until I found out Evercade was getting a cartridge release. There's a special edition of that that I think is 60 bucks. Wow. But you can get the standard edition for 20 bucks.
0: Yeah, but it, so like so they're giving you the option. If you want that special edition, get the special yeah. edition. If not, then you know that's and right. that's fine. I'm and I'm I'm fine with that. Like, you know, I just think that like if the if the special edition comes with. I know there's there's like games that will be like, oh, the special edition will come with, you know, all of the maps, you know, that you get to play on. and It's like, ah, well, why can't the regular <laughs> game just have all the maps? What are we doing here? <laughs> like- yeah,
1: no. And it's nothing like that. um I So I don't know about the digital version of full void that's on PlayStation, and Xbox and all that. Mm-hmm. um The cartridge, the standard cartridge edition forever game, though, is the full game. Nice what you're getting with their special edition, the really expensive one is like an art book and a bunch of other like physical things that come with it. Hmm. But that's, that's already cool. going to be my next Evercade purchase. The $20 standard cartridge of full void.
0: I mean, that's awesome. Um, yeah, no, I have a, a buddy of mine got the, um, Oh God, I can't remember the name of the system, but it's the one. It has a crank built into it. Hmm. Um, oh, I have to look this up because it, it's killing me. Uh, it's it's a handheld system. It looks like a Game Boy. Um, and it has it only has like a black and white screen. It's not green lit like the old school Game Boy. Um, but like, oh, it's called a Play Date. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So he he. It was like a Kickstarter kind of thing. He he did it, and then you know it took him like a little bit to get it, but he got it. And it has a a crank, like you know how like a, like a, a radio, like you'd crank it to like power up the battery, like a survival radio or whatever. Yeah, um, it has one of those built into the side, and they use that's like their like um shtick. They don't have like uh old school games coming out for the system, like they all have like in. It, like it's games that are different because like what other games do you know that use a crank uh like none of them <laughs> right um
1: so it's just whatever have... was developed for this well so yeah and
0: they, they've they release like um new games i think like every three months or six months or something like that and you can like you can grab you can you know, get them you can play them um you can screen mirror it's it's 200 bucks but it has uh it seems pretty cool and uh yeah I don't know just like really like unique and interesting and since it's only like a black and white screen the battery life lasts like an insane amount of time um but he showed it to me and I got to like pick it up and hold it and it was cool to like hold it in my hand and like actually like mess around with it like I really liked um yeah the the whole the whole I know the whole crank thing is like their shtick but I was like man this is really satisfying it's really cool to play a game like this like yeah I don't know
1: (laughs) nice no, I, I, and I think that's cool. Like any way you can, so there's, it's funny that you say that. So I was looking, I, you know, bombard it with ads on social media and things mm-hmm. and a camera popped up and it's like, it's a digital camera, but it works like an old school, like disposable Kodak camera. Really? There's, there's no screen on there. So you can't see the pictures that you're taking. That's crazy. Just like an old school camera, it just gives you a count of how many pictures because the memory card holds 200 photos or whatever it is. The built it, the uh, it comes with an SD card. The SD card they give you holds 200 photos or whatever it might be. Of course, you could upgrade it for another one, but that's how you know, you know, what you have on there. And you're Um, just kind of stuck with that. Like, you there is no viewfinder where you can look at what you're doing or edit it or anything like that. There's, there's just the regular lens of the camera. You can look through just like an old school camera, but that's it. You can't go back and look at what you looked at. You have to wait till you get home, put them on your computer <laughs> and go from there. It's also not a super high megapixel digital camera. So it gives you kind of old schoolish looking photos as well.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: So it's, it's a digital camera, but giving you sort of the effect of using an old school disposable camera. So similar to that, like I get the appeal of that, like something that's, you know, bespoke to the thing that you're using.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Um, and I think like, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, having, like I have a switch and having a switch is cool, but like sometimes I, I, it, I, I don't think I've ever like picked it up and played it handheld. Um, I think it's always just like sat in its dock and like been attached to my TV and if I ever want to play a switch game, I just like boot up the TV like I treat it like any other uh like any other video game system like I literally just like yeah this is this is my switch and it sits there and I play it here on my couch like um it kind of goes to the 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 whole like the 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 original Wii. Um, with the motion controls, like, yeah, you could do like Wii bowling, but like nine times out of 10, I'd be playing Wii bowling or baseball or tennis or whatever, like, while sitting on my couch. Like, I'm not up and like taking full like golf <laughs> right. swings while playing this. Like, I'm not doing that, you know? So,
1: no, that, and th- that makes perfect sense. So, I'm, um, I'm actually the reverse of that with Evercade. One of the selling points of the, I have the original handheld model of Evercade. Again, they're on their fourth generation now. Mm hmm system um i have the original handheld that they put out and one of the selling points of it was you can connect this to the tv with an hdmi cable and then it's just your controller and you're playing it on the tv and i remember some people complaining that it wasn't like super comfortable playing that way i've never played it i bought it to be a handheld system yeah so like while i'm aware it can do that i've never even tried it yeah Yeah. so i get what you're saying with the switch like you bought it for a thing and
0: yeah and then apparently like someone was telling me that like so nintendo is working on like a new console because like the you know mm. the video game companies always are but apparently it's supposed to have like two screens and then the one screen is going to detach from the whole like unit and then that'll be like your portable like thing like and then any anytime you need to do a portable game it's just going to be straight up touch screen then that's mm. that's just a rumor i can't confirm that my dad doesn't work for nintendo that's just what <laughs> i heard <laughs> um from like just people talking mm. and it might just that just might be what it is it might just be talk i don't know like um but i don't think that that would honestly that 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 doesn't really appeal to me um i think i i do play ga- like do you, well i'll ask you if you play games on your phone but i i do but i don't like that's not my go to for gaming
1: yeah um, same i i i do have a couple of games on my phone but rarely i you know i like i have my main go to is one of my emulator setups that i have cuz i have thousands of games on there yeah um or i go to one of my consoles and play that or if i'm on the road it's it's been evercade although i'm probably going to buy one of the actual evercade consoles like that is meant to hook up to the tv with multiple controllers and things yeah. just because i have a bunch of evercade cartridges now I like their stuff. Uh, they have three different iterations of the Evergate system. Now they're on their third system and they just put out a budget handheld version. So nice. that people who don't want to spend as much money can get in on a slightly cheaper version. That's called the super pocket. Um, it's, it's still high quality, just, you know, a little bit of a downgrade from their regular ones. So you're not spending as much money. So they're pulling even more people in with that now. So, I want to I intend to stick with Evercade and I like that across the different generations they're not only backwards compatible but still using the same cartridge design so that you'll continue to be able to use all of your cartridges. Since this is definitely something that's geared towards collectors, so I can see myself purchasing that console version as well. But for me going into something like, you know, the new Switch because I've I've seen different rumors about it or even when I had a Wii, I never moved over to the Wii U. Yeah, I mean, just didn't appeal to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like oh, it's a low quality tablet. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I kind of like I I I know how I like to play games. So when I see certain things, I'm just like, I'm not going to like that. So I get yeah. what you're saying with that.
0: Well, and for me, like I'm I'm like I'm I'm thinking of. I'm strong. I've been an Xbox person for forever. I'm strongly considering selling my Xbox series X, uh, which is like the latest one, the newest and like the best one and moving to PC because all of the games I play on my Xbox, like I can play on PC and the, the, we were just talking, I mean, I mentioned Baldur's gate three. That's only that's coming to Xbox in like a year or some shit like that. I I don't, I didn't know the timeline. I don't know the timeline, but I he doesn't want to wait that long and it just sucks that like i keep seeing seeing clips of this game and i really want to play it i really love like fantasy games like that it seems like it'd be right up my alley i'd be so down to just like dive in and like sit on that game for hours and hours i don't know if i'll be able to with like a dog and stuff like that but like um
1: with adult life
0: yeah yeah adult life (laughs) or like you know i can go do a quest it'll take hopefully it'll take me like you know an hour and a half it ends up taking me like two days and i'm like fuck but um yeah i just i just want to move to that and then with pc like i know like you know emulation can come through that so it just just seems like it seems like a no-brainer it just seems like a Mm -hmm. you know what am i doing (laughs) like
1: plus with pcs you can use xbox controllers true
0: yeah and so i'm like i don't know and, and like a lot of people were like oh the new xbox is just like you know kind of a pc like and and you can even hook up a keyboard to it like for some games it supports keyboard and mouse control through the xbox and i'm like that's cool so i literally have a monitor a keyboard a mouse (laughs) what the fuck am i doing
1: you just made a (laughs) second pc (laughs) yeah
0: yeah 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 Yeah. one that like you know doesn't isn't owned by microsoft
1: (laughs) this is pd page i am mike J Mac. Brutal dudes. Now, do so, you get into like, so I'm a big fan of the Xbox controller. Um, mm. Do you get into like custom controllers and all that kind of stuff?
0: I have a, I have a pro controller because I really liked being able to like, it came with the detachable, like what like toggle switches. I don't know. Uh, paddles, I guess. They they have paddles that you can like hook up into the back and like, um. Map different buttons to it, and I really like. I really like that, um, and I love my fucking pro controller. I think, um. Yeah, I think it's super. It's it's it. I I like customization to a point. I don't like the full like three hundred dollar like. I don't know there's a couple out there, there's like scuff brand and shit that like, you know, you can get like turbo triggers and like it has software built into it to like you know skirt like there's like cheating software built into it so you can shoot faster. And it's just like I'm I'm not all about that, but like mm. I do appreciate I do like customization to to a degree.
1: Yeah, same here. And made maybe thing to ask you is so um another controller of mine just broke, but my I've had my custom Xbox controller for years now. And had no problems with it. But I do have a custom Xbox controller. That's why I was asking that. And I always have that here where we record. Because nice. I play games here. Yeah. So, <laughs> this is this is where my PC is. So whenever I'm playing on my PC, that's here.
0: My my favorite controller, and this might be a controversial take, but the original Xbox had, mm. it, they called it the Duke. And it was the big fuck it it came with the original Xbox it's the controller that came with it. it was the big chungus the big fucking wide massive controller that like kids were like I can't play Halo with this and then they like they came out with the second version that was like smaller and was like the mm. the really the 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 very first iteration of how, how Xbox controllers look now but like if you if you google it and you know listeners if you do it um, Xbox Duke controller. That was my absolute favorite controller. And I would like, anytime we go to someone's house, I'd be like, I want the Duke. And that was the <laughs> one that I was, that was the one that I was playing on. I have big hands and like it fit, it fit perfectly.
1: Um, yeah, I, I understand the the big hands thing. Yeah. I have, Um, I bought my wife and Nintendo 64 console recently. Nice. Uh, she, she had one when she was younger and has been getting nostalgic for it because our niece, has started playing Nintendo 64 games and stuff like that. And she wants to play with her. So for our anniversary, I bought her a 64 and all the game, a bunch of the games that she already had and some other ones. Um, And I don't know, are you a Nintendo 64 guy at all?
0: Yeah, we had, uh, that was, um, oh man, that was the side story. Um, I was the reason why my parents spoiled uh the fact that we were getting an N64 for Christmas. Um and they didn't do it, they they didn't they did it pretty directly. I was like, I'm just trying to give them like the benefit of the doubt. No, they fucking did it directly. Uh they were like we I had a friend, it was for for months we were asking for N64 for Christmas. We want N64, we want N64. Um, I think we played it at like a friend's house, fell in love with it. It's like we want one. Uh then we had a friend come over and bring his PS1. Mm. And I was like, Oh, this is cool as shit. We're playing like cool borders or something. I don't even fucking know. And uh I was like, this is so cool. And then I was like, um I was like at some point, I was like, actually, I think I want a PlayStation. And my dad was like, my dad Fuck like you. shot me a look, and he was <laughs> just like. You've been saying for months that you've wanted an N64. It's three weeks before Christmas, and now you're saying you want a PlayStation? And I was like, no, no, an N64 would be cool. Um, And... uh, (laughs) It was like, it was, one of those things, it was, it was definitely like, I mean, you've seen that clip online of the kid opening the N64 and just losing his fucking mind. Oh yeah, yeah. That was our house Christmas morning when we, when we got it, that right. was like, that was definitely my brother and I just like absolutely losing, losing our mind, um, freaking out. And that was like also my, my, so like we asked for, I think we asked for Mario 64 and gold and I, and we got them. Those are the two games we got. Uh, two of the
1: games I now have. Oh, oh they're so
0: good. <laughs> Yeah. And so, but like, what was really funny is we booted up GoldenEye first, and my dad's like, What's this? I'm like, 007 GoldenEye, and he's like, Because we played it at a friend's house, and he was like, Oh, and like, blew his fucking mind. Like, it was the first time he ever saw a shooter video game, and he's like, What? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, This is cool as shit, and then so, like. That was definitely also like, I'm pretty sure like we had to go to my grandmother's to sell to finish up Christmas. And then we came back and we had to go to bed. Uh, But my dad definitely stayed up late last late that night playing fucking golden (laughs) eye. And like he had his own save that we couldn't go in and play. Um, Oh my God. Yeah. He was nice. Yeah. He was super into golden eye.
1: Nice. Well, you were, you were saying about big hands and controllers, I'm really enjoying playing with her. I had played Nintendo 64, but at that time when that came out, I was a PlayStation guy. Yeah. So I got a PlayStation. That's what I was into. A couple of my friends had 64. So I did play it, but I never owned one. So I never Mm -hmm. played it for a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So now playing with her and having all these games and stuff. And I bought a couple for myself too. Of course. Nice. Uh, (laughs) I I was like, she she'll learn to love quake. (laughs) (laughs) So getting all that together, like that controller is tough to get used to if you're not used to it.
0: Oh, it is. I couldn't imagine trying to play it now. Like I have my old N64 still. And like, it's funny because like when, when my wife and I moved in together, like she, she, the N64 was always hers. So she had, she had the N64 in the Sega and her sister got the super Nintendo. Okay. Um, and I was like, part of me was like, babe, I didn't have a super Nintendo growing up. Can, can we have a super Nintendo? And it's like, we couldn't <laughs> like it is what it is. Um, But uh, I now own a super Nintendo as an adult. I went and used my adult money to buy a super Nintendo <laughs> at too many games years ago. Money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, like, yeah, I'm ah, you can't
1: stop me now. Right. <laughs> Tough shit. Mom. Like, I have adult money. Right? I love the Sega
0: Genesis that you got me, but, like, why couldn't we have both? It's because we were poor. That's why we couldn't have both. Uh, But, uh, yeah, so she brought, like, her N64 games, and there were some games that, like, I never had. Like, I played Ocarina of Time, but I never played Majora's Mask, and people always tell me, it's like, oh, you gotta play Majora's Mask. It's like, that's the better one. And I'm like, cool, but, like, Ocarina of Time holds a real special place in... Mm. For me as a as a kid, um, but and but it's funny because like I have it, but I've just never been compelled to like hook the system back up and plug it back in and like jump into Ocarina of Time. So yeah,
1: I've never so personally, I never got too deep into the Zelda catalog. Um, I had the original Legend of Zelda for NES mm. and the sequel to that. Um, was it Link's Adventure?
0: something like that something yeah
1: Something like that yeah i had that as well um i always make i have a lot of friends who are like super hardcore zelda fans mm-hmm. so i always love fucking with them and i'm like you know the best game in the series is Link's crossbow challenge for Wii. <laughs> <laughs> they just get furious i'm like fuck, fuck that mask game <laughs> or the stupid flute game it's all about fucking <laughs> Link's crossbow,
0: the stupid mask game, or the stupid flute game. (laughs)
1: Link's crossbow challenge—that's where the series peaked. (laughs) But no, I'm the same way. So I always there was an Atari Jaguar game that I wanted, and Mm -hmm. up until recently, it's it's been extremely difficult to emulate Atari Jaguar games. Mm -hmm. It had a really weird architecture. The console so even if you could get something running on an emulator like it was buggy and awful weird just more recently they've come out with a really good emulator for it it was so good atari used it on their atari 50th anniversary collection for Damn. xbox and playstation they used the emulator that the fan made <laughs> for that they reached out to the dude and used that That's um so now I can play, you know, totally legally all of the Atari Jaguar games, Yeah, cause which won't. I have been. And that's mainly what this has been used for lately. Um But I was at a video game convention years ago and there was this Atari Jaguar game. I just really, really wanted to play. Never got a chance to play. Emulation wasn't an option at that time for it. Mm-hmm. So I bought a Jaguar and that game just to play that. Game.
0: <laughs> hey, man, like sometimes that's what you got to fucking do
1: yeah i i had no other option and i had to play that game you know what i'm gonna piss a lot of people off it was a good game it's a game called kasumi ninja it is a hated game
0: really yeah
1: people just like there's so many youtube videos and people just ranting about this game and how terrible it is it's a good game it (laughs) looks
0: fascinating (laughs)
1: the Atari Jaguar is just a weird system with the worst controller ever. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've seen the controller. I'm like, Oh yeah.
1: It's like using a laptop as your controller. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's, it's and it's that comfortable <laughs> when you're trying to play a game. So get the, the emulator, get an Xbox controller and play it that way. And you'll have a good time.
0: <laughs> nice. Um. Yeah, no, I love, I, I, I love. There's a video game convention around here. It's called Too Many Games. I love going to that. Um, I've been the last like few years, except for like when lockdown and stuff, and they just weren't having it. But like last year was interesting because they like they've they've tried to expand into board games and card games, which is cool, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't seem like like. <sighs> How am I trying to phrase this? Like, it, like last year was the first year they really expanded their board game and card game, and you could kind of tell. You could tell it was, like, the first time they expanded their board game and card game. And don't get me wrong, like, I still went and I played some board games and some card games. Um, but the convention is really, like, meant for, like, retro video gamers and retro video game collectors. Like, they have an arcade that's totally free to play. Like, you can just hang out in the arcade all day and play video games as much as you want. Um, they had a stage set up for Rock Band and Guitar Hero, so you can get a group together and just go fucking play Rock Band in front of a whole convention worth of people if you want to. Um, and it was great; I had a great time. Um, but yeah, those—that's like that's the the that's the place I'm going to to like. Uh, I I I used to like want to be the person that would collect like old school video games and. That's not really like me anymore. There's games that I want to get. Like I want to get all of the original Mega Man games for Nintendo. Um, I have two, three, four, and six. I need one in five. It's just one in five are like, one hundred and fifty and one hundred and seventy-five dollars, respectful, respectively. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have that kind of money to spend on two video games that I probably won't play. I'll just look at. <laughs> right. um, um, but that's
1: definitely kept me from purchasing certain things. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and it's just like like I don't know, it's 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 the price of it. And like the it's interesting like I never thought, you know, growing up as a kid, I never thought that those would be like collectible. I was just yeah. like, oh, these are games, you play them, you know, uh my version of Zelda 2 for NES <laughs> the battery. So those the, the games, I this is a fun fact, games where you could save your game to the game um for the NES required like a watch battery in the back um and if you like tried to save your game and the game didn't save that means that battery had died being a kid without having access to the internet i didn't know that we had a copy of of Zelda 2 Link's Adventure or Link whatever it is uh where you couldn't save the game so like my brother and i would play it up to a point and then like we'd have to go do something and then you should like oh shut the game off it's like but 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 it's like so like we never uh we tried to like do it like on a weekend where it was like a snow day. it was like a three-day weekend home from school we tried to beat the game we never did it so like um that's that's something where it's like uh i want to go back and i want to play it. i want to like i have like little personal goals when it comes to video games i never thought that those things would be collectible i thought that you know you would just play them and that's that and you know here here's here's what they are um I appreciate emulation for for that and like being able to do that.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm a fan of as much as I am a collector of everything um, and as much as I am into retro games, I'm a big fan of emulation because, you know, prices and just actual space limitations. It's just not possible to get everything that I would want. So the only way I can play a lot of that stuff is emulation, although I did recently break down and buy. Mortal Kombat cartridges for Super Nintendo and Game Gear, mm. even though I don't currently have a Super Nintendo and I've never had a Game Gear, um, <laughs> just just because I have a I have an arcade one-up Mortal Kombat cabinet, and one day I was looking, I was like, well, I have Mortal Kombat for Genesis and Game Boy, I was like, it would be really cool because they. When I was a kid, they had that Mortal Monday thing where they released it on all four consoles Mm, at the mm -hmm. same time, which was the first time that had ever been done. Typically, when something was brought to a console, it'd be like a month later it hit something else or a few months later or whatever it'd be. But it was a crazy thing at that time, the idea of a game being released on everything at the same time, which is commonplace now.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) But
1: at that time was like mind blowing to kids. Um, I was like, man. man, it'd be really cool if there was a shelf above that with all of the Mortal Monday games on it. (laughs) (laughs) and that's how that happened and now there is (laughs) it's amazing yeah so i when it when the last one came the game gear game and i put them i put the shelf up and put them on there i took a picture of it and sent it to my wife and i was like listen you have to finish your work day don't just immediately run home and have sex with me but we have a mortal monday shelf up on the wall beautiful yeah that's like absolutely obviously you're gonna be overpowered with emotions right now (laughs) (laughs) because she couldn't care less she collects nothing (laughs) yeah yeah
0: that's it's 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 so funny that's like how my that's how how my wife. i mean i my dad was a collector of like records and so like i Mm -hmm. I feel like that's where i get it from but like for me it's just that like i want to like I don't even want to like have like a nest egg or like some like, you know, treasure trove of something. It's just like, it's, I like, ha- I like having these things. They're nice to look at. Um, I think the, the mo my most favorite thing in my collection is, uh, I have a factory sealed perfect dark. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I had a, a buddy of mine. He sold all of his super. He sold all of his N64 games and he, um, he couldn't sell this one for some reason hmm. uh and he was just like hey oh, do wow. you want it and I was like yeah and like look there's still the the security tag oh on shit. The back that hasn't been peeled <laughs> off yeah yeah he's like do you want it and I was like yeah I want it I mean I have a copy <laughs> of perfect dark but um he just gave it to me and I don't know like I'll, I'll never crack it open because I have my copy that I like grew up with and that I played mm. constantly but like I just think it's really cool to have a factory sealed. I've never had a, I'm like, I'm like, I'll never have a factory sealed game. Those things cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Apparently perfect dark. Not so much. They printed so much of it, but I just, I don't know. I think it's cool to have, and I think it's a cool little thing to have up on my shelf.
1: I've got to find out. So now that I've been, you know, picking up, I want to say we have like a dozen N64 cartridges now, mm-hmm. and I've been able to get them because I'm just buying the loose games relatively cheap for most of them. And I've stayed away from like the Zelda games because those go for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And um, Conker's Bad Fur Day, which is like a hundred bucks. And so staying away from those games, you can get most of the bigger games for relatively cheap. I got Perfect Dark for like 20 bucks or something. Yeah. Like that. Um, But, you know, she's not a collector, so I can just buy the loose games. And then I've been buying the game cases from that place that Jimmy recommended and just putting them in there. And that's fine because she's not a collector. She doesn't care. Um, But yeah, it it is interesting seeing, you know, factory sealed or something that comes in a box and just the way that that skyrockets the price of that stuff.
0: It's insane, man. Like there are people like, uh, oh, dude, last time I was at too many games, there were people selling um, like. Uh, it was either Nintendo powers or it was Prima strategy guides. Like, I can't remember what the fuck it was, but I was just like, I pulled out a strategy guide for, I think like final fantasy eight or something. I was like, man, this would be really cool to have. I really liked that game. And that's a hot take. Like everyone loves seven people shit on eight a lot. I shit on seven. I really like eight a lot.
1: That's just <laughs> like, who I am. Seven. Just because no, no, I like, I didn't I like Seven. seven is the only one I played.
0: I didn't like seven because of the, the, the materia system. Like that's your magic and you slot into yeah. your weapons. And it's like, you got to like figure out like, Oh, do I want this spell? So I slot it this way. Or do I want my weapon to be powerful? Like, it's like, no, like I, I mean the magic system in eight wasn't all that better, but at least like, I don't know. I kind of like you steal magic from other monsters. And I'm like, I can kind of get with that. That's kind of fun and cool and weird. <laughs> but like, I was like, "Oh, how much is a strategy guide?" And it, like, it was dinged up. It wasn't in plastic. It wasn't like preserved. Uh, and the person was like, "Oh, sixty dollars." I was like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> like, yeah, sixty. <laughs> and saying? I was like, yeah. "I was like, I'll set this back very gently and walk away. Like, that's all I'm gonna do."
1: See, th- this is one of those things too, where like you had mentioned, you know, your wife's not a big collector or anything. I I imagine a time where like, if I die way before her where there's you know and she's like going through my stuff i'm like she might just put some of the stuff up and have no idea what it's worth oh
0: yeah yeah yep
1: (laughs) so every once in a while like i'll try and explain something to her and she'll be like i don't care i'm like this isn't really for you for your benefit that i'm explaining it's if something happens to me that you know that this thing is something important and don't just throw it away or give it to somebody (laughs) or
0: yeah that's why i'm like there's i mean and they honestly i there's there's probably an app for it there's a cataloging app for fucking everything out there dude i my buddy turned me on to one for albums i haven't cracked it yet because that's a whole other thing i gotta do but i i'm big into magic the gathering and i use one for my magic cards and so like i i have like a list of you know a lot of my cards and it's and like it when it updates it updates the, like the prices as well so like i can just kind of be like you know like you know at some point i can email it to my wife and if something yeah if something does happen um please do not just give these cards to my friends just <laughs> yeah make some money for yourself because you can and will make money <laughs> just take the time please
1: i um, have a bunch of stuff from um Friday the 13th related stuff, the mm-hmm. film franchise. And I, they're not my favorite movies. I just like the Jason character aesthetically.
0: Same. Like <laughs> I I've seen maybe one Friday the 13th, but I think Jason as a character is like fascinating to me.
1: Yeah. I, I love the character. I've seen all the movies, but it, I'm a huge horror fan. It's actually it's probably not even in my top 10 favorite movies, <laughs> but I love the Jason character. So I do have a lot of Friday 13 stuff. Um, you've been in here before. There's Friday the 13th masks up and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. yeah. Um, but I have a piece of the doc from the original Friday the 13th. Yeah. And I have um, a Jason mask that Tom Savini made. Oh, sick! The special effects guy from the movie, yeah. and all that yeah. kind of shit. So, like, every once in a while, like, I'll point something out there, and I'll be like, "That's not the same as the other masks." <laughs> like, if something happens to me, that doesn't just given get given away to somebody or whatever. You're do. Mm. Like, that's mm-hmm. the real thing. Don't. <laughs> or like, we have a room that we use as basically like a library. We just have all of our books and stuff in there, and um, I got the. Uh, cover artist from the original Goosebumps books gave me a uh, drawing from one of the, the sketch from one of the covers.
0: That's fucking cool. Yeah,
1: so like that's hanging in there. So that was another thing. I'd be like, I know this won't mean anything to you, but if I die and you're cleaning out this room, th- I didn't draw this. This isn't like, this isn't a print. This isn't, this is the real thing. Goosebumps is rated GB7 because it may be too spooky for children under seven.